following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid. Margaret Eri Fiend coming out. You stick on, stick that big lead, red light bulb on for a Fiend. And his partner, Fader Top End of Stevenson. Honky Tonk Man's going to take the bump for this. He's going to bump for it. I'm going to take the bump for you. I'm going to take the bump for you. Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name is the bold Rab Florence and across the table from me, the virtual table, it's miles long as table, is the bold Gredo himself. How are you doing, Gredo? Good afternoon, Rob. It's good to see you. Good to see you looking well. How's everything? How's your life? What you been up to this week, Biggie? Everything's good. I've been doing a wee bit of filming. Actually, I'm doing a wee bit of filming. I was doing a wee bit of filming with Des Clark on Des's show, what Des doesn't do. Uh, oh, is he getting new series yeah, that? did a wee bit of that. Good, good to know they've been invited yeah, well, back for a series. Step up. They've got a wee bit of money in series, so they're just trying to kind of get the big stars in. Makes um, sense. But uh, so that was good fun. It was good to do a bit of filming, and but it was all like measuring tape was out and all that, two metres apart, uh, masks sewn. It was carry on, mate. It's carry on. It's I'm madness. taking it, knowing Des and knowing you, and you probably kind of disclose what you're doing. I don't know if you're allowed to, but is it Des doesn't do computer games? I'm not allowed to say, mate. <laughs> I'm not allowed to say, but I'll give you a clue. It's something today with uh, abattoirs, like slaughtering animals in an abattoir. Like Des has never uh, hung a pig up on a hook and slit its throat and watched it die. You're the man to go to for that. I'm the man, mate. You and Shah. That's why I moved out to Helmsborough. Know what I mean? Big Shah. Big Shah's a butcher yeah. in real life. So that's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing when you think about that. Um, well, let's see what the punters have been up to this week. You've received live our lives vicariously through the activities of our wonderful punters out there. Uh, okay, so we've got Alistair Dunlop got in touch. Uh, Darth Lobster on Twitter, if you want to uh, follow him. I don't recommend it. He's something, just something weird about him. Uh, he says, at Wrestling Darth, surely the Ultimate Warrior was maybe a bucket drinker. The way he'd come to the ring and shaking the ropes, he looked like he'd down two bottles of the stuff and was ready for a square go. And he's referring here to the WWE wines that have oh, came out. WWE oh, wines. Yeah. Undertaker wine and Ultimate Warrior wine. How it's, weird is that? It's bizarre, but then... So they've obviously had wine that they need to attach to a, a wrestler. Well, they're not going to do Ric Flair, are they? Because it's just, you know... No. They could do Adam Rosie. Shiraz Samuels. Shiraz very good. Charlotte Denis Flair. Yeah, yeah. What else have we got? Um, The Grape Cali. The Grape Cali. We're not going to beat that. That's that's brilliant. brilliant. We're not going to beat the Grape Cali. Well done, mate. Well done, mate. Uh, now, last week we were talking about what football teams should wrestlers support, and Grado was trying to think up a witty one for Celtic <laughs> based on a tainted title. He failed to do so, but Jimmy Norris has came to his aid and says that Triple H should support Celtic as Bischoff just awarded them the World Heavyweight Championship. If you remember. And I thought that was brilliant. I seen that on Twitter this week and I popped big time for that. That's brilliant. <laughs> Glad you enjoyed it so much. And uh, uh, Willem adds that surely uh, Orange Cassidy would be a Rangers fan. 
<laughs> what do you think, Grado? That's a good one as well, mate. Uh, well, girl, just <laughs> making sure you liked it, mate. And <laughs> thanks to Ian Drew Dice Clay, who posted a video, especially for Grado, of Michael Barrymore singing Coolio's I'll See You When You Get There. Can we hear a wee bit of that? See you when you get there. We've been around some places, found interesting faces, whether young or old, no one left out in the cold. Take a long look around in places of renown, no one would wear a frown. And everybody got them down, sang a song or played along. The people that we meet came right up off the street. With a song and a dance, we gave everyone a chance. Yeah, we gave everyone a chance. Beautiful. That is superb. I saw Ian tagged us in that, and it did. I, I want to ask you, Rob, how would you feel about getting Parky on the show? Parky being his real name, and I, I'm let's get him on the show. I would love that. I let's would love it, man. I would love to interview him. I really would. How do we? How do we suggest him? I was, I was thinking about getting him on the Legends Lottery on Football Daft. But no, I'd, get I'd, him I'd on rather this. get him on Wrestling Daft, John. What do you think? Barney Moore seems like he would be a wrestling fan, more of a wrestling fan than a what? football fan. Ah, he's, he's, anyway, he's a football fan, but I think he would yeah. be any. I think he would be any the wrestling, and I think he, I think Barry Moore might have some stories about old world of sport era wrestlers as well. It's funny you say that Ricky. on that variety circuit that he was on when he was coming up. He must have came across some of these boys. You know what I mean, mate? It's funny you say that because I remember being at Ibrooks and speaking to John Gregg. And when I told him I was a wrestler, he started uh, naming all these wrestlers that he, that he drank way in the day because obviously he was in that scene, the kind yep. of all the celebrity folk stuck together. And obviously back in the day, the wrestlers, the British wrestlers, they were celebrities. Aye, and they were, you know, and they were doing all the kind of public speaking dinners and all that, and, you know, they were cross paths. It's, it's John like, Gregg's pals with uh, Big Daddy. Is that what you're trying to say? He, he, he don't think it was Big Daddy. There was he tagged with else. Big Daddy. Let's in fact, let's just say that John Gregg is pals with Big Daddy. Let's John Gregg tagged with Big Daddy back in the day. What's that? He tagged with him, Big aye, Daddy. It was back something. In the day. Like, I'm sure he said that. I'm sure he said that. Big Daddy played for Rangers. Big Daddy played. It was only. It was only. One, he only played once. He came off the bench once, just for like ten minutes. That's right. But he was uh, actually one of the fittest players in the Rangers team. No, I, I do believe that. It was maybe not just the reserves he played for. And he come on. I think he was in, involved in some sort of reserve league with, with Rangers until he hung up his um, studs for his boots. It could have been. Could have been, mate. But let's get Barry Moore on it. And by the way, mate, that wee song there, you were looking for new entrance music, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you get Barry Moore to sing your entrance theme? That'd be amazing. Get Barry Moore to do your entrance theme. I've really, it's funny because. You know how you can, we always get these things suggested to us, like, I've had stuff this week for ideas for a documentary, and, like, I'm like, these are good, but this is a better one. I want to go and talk to Michael Barrymore and see how he's getting on, you know, social distance and all that shit, but I want to talk about his career, everything else. I'd love to do that, Gredo no, means. Maybe no everything else. And do you know what? Do you know what? I'll be raging if he ends up on, like... One of the like maybe like a James English podcast or something. Like Louis, that. Louis Theroux must have done Barry more surely. Louis Theroux, I think it has. Has he not? That's a good one from Louis Theroux. Right, news alert. Sorry, boys. News alert for Westy. Uh, if you have this month's wrestle crate, there's a colouring book in it, and Grado is one of the people you can colour in. Tell you that's cool. Wrestle crate, by the way, is a thing you can subscribe to, right? And you get sent out a load of merch every week, uh, every month stuff. So colouring book in it this time. 
Yeah. Aye, that's good. I went and done a thing with for WrestleCrate last year. I, I, I had to sign 2,000 pictures, which, by the way, is a graft. Aye. An absolute graft. And I I don't think MD, not one person has uh, tweeted me to say that they go to it in one of their WrestleCrates. So. Your wrist must be hanging off you after doing that, mate. And, in fact, aye. In fact, bollocks, I went and uh, eBayed myself to check, and there's a couple on there for about seven ninety nine. So if you were unlucky to get any for WrestleCrate, you will... Get my autograph on eBay. Wow. Right, now, John has done his classic thing here and gave me a, po- a picture to talk about. I, I, I just don't see the point in talking about this picture, John, because people can't see it. Well, if you get on the Patreon, we'll put it on the Patreon, the video version. But I th- I, this really popped me. I thought it was brilliant. Well, it was for Yes, Val Garen. He sent us a picture of Roman Reigns holding Jay. Russo's face up to the camera after barking him with a caption, when you're out boozing your wee bro, and your math FaceTimes you to ask if he's okay. And it is funny. Go and take a look on our Patreon. We're so sorry we're talking about this. Um, Pablo's Vault of Horror has brought it to our attention on Advert for Wish, where you can buy a baby grow for only $17, which would make for decent wrestling gear. A baby grow for a grown man? That's weird. A men's adult one-piece. That's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. And if you see the pattern that's got, and like we baby writing Little Little Boy, it's a good... Idea for little a wrestler's boy. name, actually. Little boy, little boy Florence. That's what I could be. Little boy Florence. Little boy Florence. Mm-hmm. Yep, I like that. And on Twitter, we asked you to use a name for Grado's airline because he spent the last few shows just talking about his time in airline simulator. That's not what it's called. Flight simulator <laughs> is called airline simulator. Fuck's sake, John. Thank God we're not doing a computer game podcast. John had have us finished. Um, Richie says, "Air dingus, dingus. Someone who never knows what's going on, but you love them anyway." Um, Appropriate since Grado hasn't seen a wrestling show or an event in full since 2002. Why do people get that impression? Ross suggests easy, easy, easy jet. That's incredible. It's a belter, isn't it? That's brilliant. Smithers790 suggests Air Force One. Air as in A-Y-R, Air. Air perfect, perfect like that one. Um, Xander suggested Tap End Air. No bad. The mm-hmm. Bert says, shame it's not a boat sim because it's your sale. Would be my shout. Mm-hmm. Well, it isn't a boat, hang, boat Sam, but <laughs> credit to you for getting on the show anyway. Um, Graham says, uh, I'm a wrestler. I'm a wrestler T. Surely it would be right. I'm a wrestler T. And Alistair suggested the Lowlander. <laughs> <laughs> or TN Airways. It's good, right? He's a good, he's a good. Very good. And Scottish Wrestling Network suggested total non stop aviation. <laughs> That's good, right? <laughs> that's the one. That's, that's the <laughs> one, That's beautiful. That's, that's a winner. A that's a winner, that. Now, if you want to get in touch with us about any of that or just random wrestling-related stuff, you get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft, on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, and just Wrestling Daft on Facebook. Or email us at wrestlingdaft at gmail.com. Now, every week we like to separate the good for the bad in wrestling, the WWE 2K19 from the WWE 2K20s. I don't know if 2K19 was that good either, to be honest. What you should have done there was the WWF No Mercies from the WWE oh, yeah. 2K20s. All right, mate. Let's just keep me right with the computer game stuff. You, you can write these things. You're the comedy writer, Rob. You write these things. It's time for bury and put over. And my goodness me, they are want to put something over. Right, let me guess. Have a guess what I'm wanting to put over. Roman Reigns versus his, his, his brother. Roman Reigns yeah. versus Jay Uso is the best wrestling match I have seen in years. Yes. 
absolutely right. I thought it was fucking brilliant. It's the best wrestling match I have seen in years. I was completely blown away by it. I was completely blown away by Roman Reigns' work in that match. His character. They'll see, and also see all the see all the talking all the way through. You could hear all that story that was happening in the ring. You could hear they two talking to each other. It's some, that's something that's quite magical about this period in wrestling where they're able to do stuff like that. Because with a live crowd, you wouldn't have heard it quite as clearly, everything that was going on. We've really made it work for them. But, I mean, Jey Uso just looks like, looked like a star as well in that situation. But also, Roman Reigns just... He's always been special, right? He's always been great, Roman Reigns. That's the truth. Everybody's always known it. But this just proves just how great this guy is. Completely the total package. He's got that vest off now. He was there with his tap off. He looked incredible. He There's just something about him, man. He's, he's really slipped into this heel role beautifully, as I think we all knew that he would. But I don't think anybody expected he would step up to this level. You know what I mean? Right. And just the match in itself. Did you watch the match, Gredo? So, I mean, the night before, I had a flight to um, Vegas, an overnighter. So uh, I had a 12-hour shift and a 747. Right, fair which, enough. Uh, so, I mean, I was, I was, what do you call it? I was jet-lagged. But I did manage to catch the first, I'd say, 12 to 15 minutes. And I did love it. I loved the pacing there. I thought it was perfect pacing. Um, love to see Roman Reigns with tap off. It was good to see him chest out and all that. What I couldn't believe, Grado, was the match was already brilliant. And then when it got to the end and he was Danny's becoming a tribal chief, I mean, see him the head of the table, see him, and, and it just kept going. It mm-hmm. just kept going and battling him. Tell me, battling him, and then the whole throwing in the towel stuff. And all of that, right. it was it was just it was just amazing stuff. It was, man. it was old school. I liked it. What, what, do you think he's gonna? I liked that bit at the end where Heyman put the flowers over his neck. Yep. Do you think he'll use these flowers for now? Do you think this might be? I would like that. I, I would like that, but I just kind of feel that um, he can do what he wants now. You know, what I mean, he just looks. I mean, that's whoever is going to be the guy that beats that guy beats that Roman Reigns. Um, it's going to either, that will either make a star or it will, I mean, in my head, you know, I'm kind of thinking to myself, you've seen a lot of people going like that, oh, he should fight the rock, he should fight the rock, you know what I mean? Let's hope he gets rock at WrestleMania and they can fight with all this whole legacy thing, this, but for me, I want to see Big E fighting him. Wow, what a shout. I want to see, you know, that's what, that's all I want to see. I want to see this, this big baby face, you know what I mean? You know, such a, a baby face that everybody loves going against this heel who, by the time that match comes around, everybody will hate because Roman Reigns' work is so good. Because, um, we, and he's def- I think they've definitely shut up. Bischoff, did you see Bischoff on Twitter a couple of weeks ago? No, where's he the heat us? He just said something. Did you see this, John? Something about oh. where's the heat? He, had, he made it, he pointed out about how there was no heat in this whole and the stuff. thing. Aye. And I, it's, he's totally proved them completely wrong because... That was that was different class, and they needed something like that. I just I wonder what interests me. I wonder who was behind all that. I want to know who was in. Because it's easy to produce that. That'd be good. This must be Heyman, right? It's easy to say this is mm. this this must be Heyman, but I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. Well, I think Pitcher's head. It also has the feeling of Vince thing. Aye. It has the feeling mm-hmm. of Vince. It has the feeling of Vince storyline as well. You know what I mean? Vince loves all that kind of like 
I'm the main man in the family thing. You know what I mean? He loves all that. And it's just, I, anyway, I just think, I just thought it was great. I also want to say before we go um, any further as well, that that show was brilliant. That show was a, a, a fantastic pay-per-view. Um, what was he doing with Nicky Cross? Why did she get to him after the show? Was it COVID-related? No. Yeah, was it COVID-related? It was COVID. Uh, there's uh, Sheena and Naya, the tag, the women's tag match got pulled because of COVID, and Nikki as well was pulled out of that match because of because of that as well. But is is I don't is Nikki good or was it just because she's maybe been exposed to somebody that's had it leading up to it? I'm not I'm not too sure, Grado. I mean they're very kind of hush hush about who's got it and who's not because there's been right. lots of problems in NXT with it as well. But just text Nikki, you'll find out if you text her. Uh, I've spoken to Nikki in a wee while actually. I don't I don't want to text her. All right, mate, it's Grado. You get COVID then. <laughs> uh, I I just want to say as well, like you know, it's the kind of it's the kind of show. You know, that the AEWs of the world, you know, that's what you dream of putting on a show like that, you know I mean? That, that was WWE at its absolute best. And I have to give a shout out as well to that opening match on the show as well, the um, the Jeff Hardy, uh, AJ Styles, Sami Zayn match as well, which was also a Belteria match, you know what I mean? Just a cracking match and all the stuff with the handcuffs and the handcuff through the earlobe and all that kind of stuff. Jeff Hardy coming in with a ladder and that. Loved it, loved it. And I really love Sami Zayn. I think Sami Zayn's great. Sami Zayn would be a great guy to get on for a chat. He would come and talk to us, I think. I'm saying that because I've, seen that because I've seen him getting interviewed by somebody else on something, so he must be allowed to talk with people. He does with Largs, lad. Oh, we could talk to him about Largs. Yeah, Dom Dom just wants to put our Clash of Champions. Great show. Very true. Bronze Cello wants to put all the Heath for Impact segment. Cameos were amazing. People who took the piss out of that Vince McMahon Jeff years ago, do you see it now? Roman looked like an absolute star. I want to bury Raw. Awful this week. Three years of my life, I'm not getting back. Ben wants to put over me for getting him to quit Twitter. He now has an extra hour a day. Oh, that's and, nice. I know. And uh, Trent's mum, Sue, for showing FTR how to drive a truck properly. <laughs> and he wants to bury John for saying that people who like jazz are numpties. Please make sure John doesn't get any share of my Patreon money. <laughs> uh, Mr. Brody Lee is getting buried for calling Cody a coward immediately after running off and leaving the Dark Order for a beating. Uh, John wants to bury Randy Orton's segment in the Legends locker room. The night vision was like some shit out of Splinter Cell. I thought it was funny. I liked the night vision goggles. I thought it was a funny thing. Um, and wants to put out Alexa Bliss and The Fiend getting some Joker and Harley Quinn vibes for this. <sighs> I don't know how I feel about this Fiend and Alexa Bliss thing because it's just, it feels years too late doing the Harley Quinn kind of vibe. So I hope they don't really go in that direction. But Alexa Bliss has been good at doing it so far. Sandy wants to put all the Mysterios versus Rollins and Murphy feud. Good to see a bit of storytelling coming back. And the inevitable Murphy turning on Rollins will be epic. I agree with this, by the way. I agree with this. Um, I'm, I'm loving that rivalry, and it feels like an old-school Attitude Era storyline to me. Does, doesn't it? You need to speak to John, as I say. I've kind of missed the wrestling this week. <laughs> well, no, I, 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 I think um, it does. I mean, it's, it's dragged out a wee bit. But she with the introduction of his daughter into it and his missus coming into it, it does have that kind of attitude. That, you know, like you're saying, storylines, I mean, the Drew uh, Randy stuff's been great. Yep. You know, this stuff really starting to rumble on. And, you know, obviously over in SmackDown, you've got the whole Reigns thing. It seems like they might be starting to turn a wee bit of a corner in terms of the kind of Definitely. Story. I think creatively they really are turning a corner. I mean, even, even things like um, the Bailey stuff, and there's stuff all across, there's, there's stuff right through the card now where there's good storytelling, interesting storytelling happening. 
I think it's you know I think things have turned a corner. Um, you, you, I know that this this podcast has been going on for years now, and I hardly ever watch your stuff. But last week I went and asked you what to watch, and you helped me, and I did. I'm really annoyed at myself because this morning I had a wee bit of time, and instead of asking you what to watch this week, I watched the South Park pandemic special which aired last night in America, and it wasn't. It was alright. It was, but I, I wish I, I wish I could come on here and speak, but I get very very embarrassed about how I know nothing about the current. Goings on. You're, you don't. You, but the, you bring a perspective of being a wrestler. Too. You don't actually need to watch it that much. You know. What but I mean? all the other wrestlers watch it. You see, fucking. That's no, they're all talking shit about it. Ah, but they're all strobs though. Ah, they're they're all strobs. Um, Extreme Law Online wants to put all oh, Roman Reigns being a great dickhead and wants to bury the WWE for no turning him heel years ago. Such a waste of time. What well, beast talking teeth, by the way? I know. I don't know what's going on with his teeth. I quite like them now, though. Aye. Kev wants to put old WWE for keeping the championship on Drew. Would have been easy to change champ via a gimmick match. And wants to bury Roman Reigns as a heel. Just doesn't work for me. What? Kev? Oh, Kev. Kev, what are you talking about? Everybody's alluding hey, an opinion, Kev. Right. Uh, uh, yep. Willie wants to put old Reigns versus Jey Uso and the Intercontinental Ladder match for Clash of Champions. Two tremendous matches for two completely different reasons. I couldn't agree more, Willie. You... I've got to be in the running for listener of the week with that part. And once they bury Joey Ryan, no explanation needed. So that name pop up in the last couple of days? Right. Fucking hell. Joey Ryan. I know it's a terrible thing to say, but he's not going to be missed, is he, really, for the industry? It's not like, it's not like we're do, going to... Do you know what? It, just, it shows a lot that it's managed to get out in a press conference or whatever press release that he's... Uh, he's, he's losing 20 grand a month. See, with us, can't it's all about money. It's all about money. It always has been. And ever since that article that he'd done about how independent wrestling gave him the money to buy a half a million pound house. A million pound? I've said that twice. A million pound. <laughs> million dollar house. Who the fuck needs to know that? Why do you need to brag about stuff like that? All the boys will take the piss out of you behind your back. Get it up, you. Well... All I've got to say about that is, Grado, you've been boasting about buying that big expensive yoke for the past few weeks. So, true, true. So, and that's, and I'm know. a throttle. Don't forget the throttle. Don't forget the throttle. Uh, John, no, John, what says Ring of Honor Pure has to go over. Everything AEW promised it would be. Oh, burn, sick burn. Great to see decent wrestling back. And first time I watched Ring of Honor. Hmm? And Gavin wants to bury the Reigns and Uso match. Right, just fucking delete that. Get, what, is he, what is he saying? What is this guy saying? Worst main event I've ever seen. This is absurd. what the fuck, man? What, what flipped into a parallel universe here? No, Two cousins who probably wrestled their whole life together could have had a match for the ages, but they made it the most boring, slow squash match ever. They complete. What are you talking, Gavin? What are you talking about? They could have a match for the ages. What is? What do you mean by that? Do you mean they could have been kicking out each other's finishers, Nora, and fucking flipping about like assholes like we've been watching for the past fucking six or seven fucking year? Fucking guys doing all their moves on each other and fucking kicking out, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it, Gavin. It's cunts like you, man. It's fucking cunts like Gavin are always like, I want to see him in the main event and him in the main event. Like, what is it they fucking chant to go at him? Um, fight forever. Fight fucking fuck off. Fucking fight forever. Fucking fuck you. Fight for fucking 15 minutes and get to fuck. Rob, that's the best thing you've said on this podcast. I couldn't agree any more. When I read stuff like that, it gets so frustrating. Uh, it really does. Well done. Rab, that was fucking shit hot. You said exactly what how I'd like to say if I had the brains to put piece something like that together. Gavin wants to put over John, however, for staying awake during the last podcast. 
he looked absolutely scunnered and looked like he was struggling to keep his eyes open. <laughs> but the show must go on and he battled through it. What a pro. I like Gavin. He's a lovely guy. Yeah. Thank you very much for your Patreon money, Gavin. Thanks. Right. Okay. Anyway, everybody's allowed an opinion. Gavin's allowed an opinion. But no, he's not. He's not allowed that opinion. It, frustrate, it is frustrating, but because you, that's exactly what he wants. He wants drop down, hip, toss, flip on, reverse. He wants all that shite that every single fucking NXT main event seems to be. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them seems to be that. Every fucking undisputed era match is that. <laughs> is Sorry, that no offence to your boyfriends, but. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, man, because all of that matches, I seen the sign of the times is I remember I watched that, uh, what do you call the big one? Uh, Keith Lee, when he wrestled. Um, mm-hmm. Is it T Bar now? But his name was Jajikovic or something like that, right? Remember the match they had? And I'm sitting Sunday going, What a lot of shite. And I went on Twitter and it was the best match. It looked so sore. Like that. Fucking slapping your that. It looked great. Stiff shots. Stiff shots. Oh, look. Give me a story telling type of match any day. Tell, tell me about the Patreon, Hawk. All right, bang. <laughs> Okay, get more wrestling daft at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. We've set up three tiers which you can choose to get involved in at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Tier one, you're the cruiserweight champion, which is about four dollars a month. On that, you get the patron only chat community, an ad free version of all episodes, you get early access. You get some random bonus content, the video version of the Marks podcast, and you can vote when you want to see on the list of Wrestling Daft and for the Marks Fantasy Booking Island. Tier 2 and a Continental Champion, which is $10 a month. You get everything in Tier 1 as well as the video version of this podcast each week. You get the bonus episode once a month up there. You can get Rab on Wrestling. He chats about how he got into business and how he ran uh, his own wrestling shows. And the first two parts of the Grado story, It's Yourself, it's called. And in the next week or so, me and him, right, me and Rab, we're going to do an RF shoot interview video. And we're not talking about Feinstein, the fucking whatever. You might say about that, fucking weirdo. Um, it is the RF, as in the Rab Florence shoot interview. RF shoot interview. So that is coming up very soon. Plus this week, brand new monthly show from the Marks, the Dafties. As they argue over the best and worst wrestler, match and moment of the month and you can also join our patron pay-per-view parties tier 3 world heavyweight champion which is 20 dollars a month everything in the previous tiers as well as a free wrestling daft shirt t-shirt design of your choice must sign up for a minimum of three months plus you get to feature on one of our shows as one of our marks or do a running on this show so if you fancy that and becoming one of our patrons sign up now at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft as we would love to welcome you to the roster it's now the part of the show where we invite you, the listeners, to do a running. Come on to the show, ask whatever you want. You might want to get our predictions for this weekend's NXT TakeOver. I hope you don't ask that, I really do, uh, because me and Grado are going to be in trouble if you do ask that. Grado's going to be in even more trouble than me. And you, you'd ask to find out why Rab chose to pick floor 11 for the infamous elevator, infamous elevator Burniston sketch. What is that? I don't, I don't know what that is. This week, let's welcome to the show... Young Stephen. <laughs> you hear my wins? Yeah. Is that his profile picture or is that happening right now? Guys, I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> 
Steven, are you, oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. There we go. A good hub's fine. Oh, we got a hub. We got a hybe. We've got a hybe in the house. A good hub's fine. What I like to call. What I like to call the wee Celtic. I like to call them the wee, oh. the wee Celtic, the kid on Celtic. I like to call them. Are you all right, Stephen? I'm all right, Rob. How's your cell? I'm good. I'm good. How's your cell? Sounds very close to Grado's catchphrase, which is Grado. How's your cell? See, he's never, oh. it's really hard to get Grado a day's catchphrase normally on this show. Grado, he's a proper full-throated, full-hearted. No. How's your cell? Come on, man. You never do it. Why? I'm not, I'm not performing monkey. Ah, but just do it for Stephen because he's ran in and knew it's like a special thing for the guest. Right, go okay. On. Do you want me to do it, Stephen? Aye, go for it, Grado. All right, okay. I mean, it is yourself after all. It is myself. Okay. Stephen Andrew Dunn, it's yourself. See, I've got it. No, they're proper, man. What's that? I don't know how I do it. <laughs> joking, I'm joking. <laughs> right, Stephen, what's happening with you? How are you doing, mate? Oh, not too bad, I suppose. Uh, I've got to uh, work the more, so I'm lucky that I was able to do this tonight, or else I'd be stressing. What is your what is your work? What do you work as, man? Can I try to get myself ready for work. <laughs> what do you do, Stephen, for work? Uh, I'm working with an agency. We're uh, helping out at uh, ASDA. Uh, Are you a COVID so marshal? Eh? Are you a COVID marshal? No, no. No, 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 no. Uh, basically, they're uh, refurbing ASDA, so I'm helping with like moving stuff around and that. And a lot of the time, it's just stacking shelves. But oh, this makes a bit of sense because I mean, I'm a Morrison's guy. However, ASDA's in a draw centre. I frequent that because my girlfriend um, lives there, and I have noticed that the ASDA have started fucking about with the freezers. They've moved the freezers next to the the school clays. You know, the mm-hmm. the DVDs are now where you get loafs. Uh, I take it you're part of this big strategy. Aye. Right. For the next month or so, I think, and then I don't know what they've got me doing after that. Probably nothing. We're back to sitting on my backside again. Here's your question, Stephen. Aye. Uh, so, <laughs> so, I've got a question for you both. Credo. Uh, we'll just make up the scenario that ICW is back running and uh, Dallas says here you can wrestle anybody you want as a marquee match at Fear and Loven. Who are you picking and why? Oh, Good right. question. Okay, okay. <sighs> Robbie, you get any ideas? Is this somebody who is currently on the ICW roster so it's no an import, Stephen? It can be any wrestler from any promotion. Right. Right, okay. Dallas just says to Gredo, you can have anybody you want. Who are you going to pick? All oh, right. It's funny. Well, the first thing that popped into my mind, the first wrestler that popped into my mind to wrestle, it would be. I mean, I know they've got the WWE guys and all that, and the folk might say Drew again or whatever. But no, do you know what? I would I would want to wrestle Colt Cabana again, hundred percent. I'd like to do like the whole five. I mean, six years? Does it no? Is it five? Six or five? Five years? Six years? Like, I don't know. Something. Go back, bring a more. Ideally, it'd be the Edinburgh Festival with Dave videos again, um, and we'd have a match at Fear and Loven, uh, and it would be serious this time. I'd like to do that because we had a couple of serious matches in America that folk never saw. Well, serious, the only serious I thought they were fucking completely fucking crazy. But I, I'd like to wrestle Colt Cabana again. Is that a good answer? I don't know. Is that a good? Uh-huh. 
This would be main event. It would be main event. Sorry, this is good. No, it can be a main event. It can be just a mark. Just a marquee. I don't like being the main event. The main event is boring. I like being on first. Whenever he cuts in their feet, because remember, ICW shows last about six hours. So I want so much because, and and I want my family to be there, and they'll know stick about for. some of the matches, so I'd you get could, on f- first. You could right. go old school and you could be the one that sets the bar and go out first. And then everybody that's, else has to try and top. That's you know, exactly that's what you do, man. Do. I always love, I love, I love going out first, even on the family shows and stuff like that. I like going out and warming the crowd up and doing my, doing my, doing my shtick, get them all going and let the, let the real mm-hmm. wrestlers do their work. Up the road early. Up the road. Uh, up the road nice and him early. Bed, him bath bed. I like to go out there. If I was a wrestler, I'd want to go out there first as well. When the energy's all in the room, and me and Bingo Balance are out there turning it up. I must have tricked Megan. Before anybody um, before anybody else. Have you got, is there a question for me, Stephen? It's, it's the same one. Uh, it's pretty much the same uh, context of, if you could work with any comedian, be it that you're doing a show together, or if you're writing for them, Oh, what, what comic would it be? What a brilliant question that is. That is a brilliant question. I would want to do something... Ringo Balance is funny. ...with Steve Martin. I would oh. want to do something with Steve Martin. That's who I'd want to do something with. What's that story? Aye. Get him to bring uh, Steve Martin. See, like I just love Steve Martin. I think he's still amazingly funny, and I could imagine doing a sitcom, a BBC Scotland sitcom, where Steve Martin is this old, older American man who moves in to. No, he's an older American man who comes over to Scotland. I'm pitching a sitcom in right. Steve Martin is a guy, an American man who comes over to Scotland to look for his son who he's heard that he fathered a child who is living in Scotland now and he's coming to find his son and his son is me. That's what it would be. Mate, sorry. What, see, Steve Martin, what happened? Did he stop comedy for years? No, he still, no, he kind of still continued to do bits and pieces. But Did you ever see any of that workshop stuff that he done? What workshop stuff? Did you see that? Um, John, he done a like a kind of workshop for comedians, like how what, a master class. <laughs> master class, I've right? seen his master class. Aye, oh, it was, uh, he was maybe the hydro with Martin Short recently, wasn't he? He did, he was at the hydro with Martin. Oh, yeah, at the hydro. Yeah. Did you see it, Rab? I didn't go. Can't be that much, if I mate. Don't you fucking challenge me on that. Don't you challenge me on that, right? I had my reasons for not going, which were right. I knew the pandemic was coming. <laughs> You quarantined thought it was fucking thing. Here's a question. Hey, Stephen, come on. Let, let, let me, let's, I want to ask Stephen a, qu- a question. Hi. You mm-hmm. are a serial killer. You've killed 23 people. You've stabbed them all. Um, right, all right, we know that, Gredo, but what's your question? Right, the question is, your own death row, what is your last meal? Last meal? Uh, it would have. Oh, uh, 
I think it's got to be uh, Walter's favourite. A nice wee arrow. Yes! <laughs> That's me on death row now anyway. <laughs> Paul, I'm on death row! <laughs> Sorry, I had to, I was, uh, I've be, I'd got the uh, Bonniston DVDs uh, over the weekend when I was out with my brother, so... Beautiful, well done, I mate. I heard that that was more of, I thought, oh, I've got to get some. Beautiful, mate. Beautiful, beautiful. Did you see any of that money, Rob, for the DVDs that he's seen at the weekend? It's two pens right in my pocket there, mate. Ten two day. pens straight in in my pocket. No, you're talking. Um, no, we're talking. Mate, Stephen, thank you. thanks so much for that, for getting the, getting the DVDs, and thanks so much for eating the mint arrows and stuff like that. I really appreciate that. <laughs> it's weird because it's a mad delay. <laughs> I don't know. But, mate, thanks so much, honestly, and thanks so much for coming on. That's all right. Um, so I'd like to give you a few shout-outs, or... Aye, aye. Totally. Aye, aye. First of all, I want to give a big shout-out to a couple of pals of mine, Craig Benison and Stevie Mark. Uh, I want to give a big shout-out to everybody that knows me that goes to ICW. In fact, I want to shout-out to all the ICW uh, wrestlers, because I just want to say thanks for everything you've done for the last several years, you know, that I've been watching the show because, you know, there's a lot that goes on, obviously, that we're not aware of, but, you know, it's it's always great whenever I go. I'll tell you something. It's a thing it's easy to forget. It's easy to forget about with the wrestling stuff, about the what ICW did. They've got a good community oh, of fans. There's a good, <laughs> there's a good community of fans out there, and it's you know what I mean. And it's like that's the ICW have done it. <laughs> eh? What? What was that? Sorry. <laughs> it's the delay. It's you, you know, Stephen. We're not laughing at you. We're not laughing we're at no, you. We're laughing just, at the, the, the. It's the delay that's it's coming. It's funny because you're just coming in and going, "What?" It's funny, mate. It's funny. It'll make good, <laughs> good podcast editing. <laughs> uh, okay, well, listen, Stephen, thanks so much for jumping on. Right. And, uh, thanks for the support. Thanks for supporting Gado right, and his stuff and supporting me and my stuff. We really, really appreciate it, honestly, mate. Right. And, um, up at Hibs as well. <laughs> okay. Aye. You need to sign up for the Patreon, everybody, to see the, this, the video version of this because of all the freezing and stuff like that because it's just it's breaking me up here, man. This is funny. Stephen, thanks so much. Well, you need to come on another time when we've got a better connection. Right? I hope so. Connect. What today is, next time you come on, make sure you're in Asda and connect to our Wi-Fi. And we'll maybe speak to you there. Beautiful. Right, right cheers, man. Stephen. Thanks so much. Right, thanks very much to Stephen. Uh, persevering through his connection issues there. Uh, sweet guy, lovely to talk to him. And if you want to be on next week's run-in, best bet is to sign up to our Patreon as our World Heavyweight Champs get first dibs, uh, Intercontinental Champs get second dibs, and Cruiserweight Champions get third. So get on patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft and get yourself involved. We want to talk to you. Football is a short career, but what if we could wind the clock back and give some of the UK's favourite ex-pros at one more go-around? Yeah, one last match. 
Who would they choose as their teammates? Who would they pick as their gaffer? What stadium would they want to walk out at one last time? That's what we asked to club legends like Jason McAteer. I finished my career and there's, there's always that feeling I had that I always wish I'd won something with Liverpool. We should have won the Premier League. We should have won a, a trophy. John Hartson. So I think back and I think, you know, I, I probably, I've never got over that, you know, losing that night. Emil Heskey. Going to Birmingham and it just wasn't the same. You know, they wasn't confident enough in their ability to actually hit that pass. Mm -hmm. But Steve had just gone bang, bang. And it was it was uh, it was it was great to play with. Season one is coming soon to Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now and see why it's never too late for one last match. One last match with who knows wins. Put your money where your mates are. You just made the list. Right, it's time now for a list of wrestling daft. Uh, every week we ask for you guys to vote on a list of wrestling daft. This week's Patreons said uh, had to decide between best finishers and worst finishers, and with 63% of the vote, it was the best finishers that won it. So here's my top three, and I can do this like that, right off the top of my head, no problem at all. Number three uh, has got to be, you know, it's just a, it's a finisher that's currently in circulation. It's a finisher that's currently on the go out there, and I think it's just one of the most exciting finishers you can get. Um, some real high points in matches are built around this finisher, uh, and it's a finisher that's so exciting and effective and great to look at that it's actually become a meme, and it's in right. So what is it? What is it? It's the RKO. Randy Orton's, Randy Orton's RKO, out of nowhere, just love it, love to AKA see it. the R-Grado, a.k.a. the Grado Cutter. Yes, RKO, he can't beat it. Uh, and my number two uh, is from one of my favourite wrestlers of all time. It's his finishing move, and it's one of the finishing move, one of the first finishing moves I felt like I totally perfected when I was a wee guy. Uh, it's a finishing move I could do as a wee guy in a heartbeat and I don't think I'd be able to do it now because I'm an old guy yep what is it DDT perfect plex perfect plex oh yeah bastard sorry pal it's the perfect plex shut up and now here it comes Mr. Perfect stitches it in the perfect plex two in the count he got him we were that into the bridge locking it up and it always just seemed to me like you would do that move to your mate and you would think to yourself this makes sense this makes sense that this move would pin somebody. It's very hard to go. It's very hard to go. Very hard to break that pin. Um, out of school. Uh, yeah. Okay, the perfect plex. Uh, my number two wrestling move of all time. And my number one. I don't think this will come as any surprise to anybody. My number one wrestling move of all time is whenever I think of an explosive finish to a wrestling match and a, a finishing move that always makes me think, Right, that's the match done. No, when this happens, the match is done. That move has to be what grade or over. <laughs> oh, I think you said them. No, <laughs> the, that, that sorry, move sorry. has to be right. So, what, what the finish is done? Oh, fuck, I oh, don't know. I've got it. I've right, got right, you go, you go. Right, you I'll go. have a bash. John's got it. I'm terrible at this. Tombstone Pile Driver, <laughs> John, done up. 
The Stone Cold. Ah, uh, see, I thought that was too easy. The Stone Cold Stunner is the best finishing move of all time in my mind when I think of the finishing move of all finishing move. It just looks amazing, looks sore, looks right, looks just high impact. It's it's exciting to watch. Uh, it's just it's the ultimate wrestling move. The ultimate wrestling move for me. Uh, obviously, Kevin Owens is doing it now, but it's not the same, is it? No. It's not the same. <clears throat> what about you? What do you think? What's your favourite finisher of all time? God, God, I like finishers. They're good. They're groovy. Um, I'd say... <laughs> <laughs> I do like my old finishers. Um, finishers. I, I love them all. I like all of them. You like all the finishers? Let's see what the punters have got. <laughs> Stephen says, sweet chin music. Any other answer is simply wrong. Because it's the, it's the part of the match where you can win. The finisher, your finish... The finish of the match shouldn't be should be the finisher. So right. if I'm a, if I'm gonna say what's your what's your favourite finisher, then all of them. Because that makes you win the match. You see what I'm going about psychology there? Oh right, right. That's something that's else nobody say. There's the in, there's the insight. Right, that's the can, I question, can I ask you a question? Right, obviously the wee boot is your finisher. What made you choose that as a finisher? Or were you just were you given it or did you just go, do you know what? I'm like Ripping off kind of the Hogan idea. What was what was your thoughts behind oh, that? Nothing to do with Hogan. It's funny because when I was um, when I started training in two thousand and two, I loved uh, Trent Acid who done a Yakuza kick, and I was like, that's that's class. So it was like a running high, big big fucking um, mafia kick, and I, I told Conscience my my trainer, I was like, I want to practice my, my my Yakuza kicks, and he just was was watching me doing it, and he went, you're just it's just a big boot, you're running a big boot, or for you, the wee boot. And then we went, wee boot, the wee boot. And I used to date at training all the time when we day training matches, and it would be so over with all the guys, like big demo killing and Dane and all that. With all. And I'd start seeing out the band, wee boot, wee boot, get everybody going, and that's 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 where that came from. So again, it was, it, Conscience did lumber me with Grant and Bard, but he also gave me the wee boot. Beautiful. Like I say, we need to get conscience on this show at some Damn point. Man. Um, you, you need you need to get. I feel like conscience would be into that flight simulator game as well. He's 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 called. Have you seen his stuff on uh, Facebook? The pirate chef. Aye aye. Aye. Get him on to talk about that. But Definitely. get him into, You should get him into the flight simulator stuff because I uh, know what his airline could be called. Gredo, Connor. <laughs> Right, so um, let's see what the punters are saying. Stephen says it's sweet chin music. Sweet chin music, any other answer is simply wrong. Sweet chin music's amazing, right? Scott says uh, Tajiri's buzzsaw kick always looked brutal, but for me, it's the RKO. He's literally built a gimmick on the back of a finishing move, and most importantly, you can hit it on anybody, and it looks believable. My favourite RKO of all time, Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Oh, beautiful. And it's funny, but do you? Get, I always remember when, when Randy Orton first started doing it. I don't think a lot of people were kind of hyped about it, but you know, it was like... Everybody said that it was DDPs and... Yeah, but he made it his own, didn't he? He totally did. made it his own, man, because the RKO is a hundred times better than Dallas. He's right, steady on. James says the Tombstone pedal driver still looks outrageous. For effectiveness and iconic status, it's got to be the stunner. The sales that go away are great. Those were finishers that nobody kicked out. The original DDT is a thing of beauty, and regretfully used as a standard move, but when Jake used it, it was devastating. It's good, good point see, there. 
it's funny, right? Remember how I always tell you about um, Jake the Snake in the post office in East Kilbride? Yep, yep. Taking the training session. Well, we'd done DDTs, right? And there must have been about 50 folk there. And he would show everybody how to do it, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone, after everyone, he'd go, nah, that's not. Next one. Nah, that's not. Nah, that's not. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and and Bobby, did they look decent as well? Aye! But Fuck just sake, like, nah. man. Fucking... Four's granny's can DDT. Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, good point James made there about uh, the cells that go with the stunner. The rock cell in the stunner is just mm-hmm. one of my favourite things to watch. I like William Regal's. I like oh, Scott I... Hall's. Yeah. Oh, Scott Hall's cell it. Do you not like it? I don't know, I can't remember. I need to check it out. It was just the kind of, kind of like Regal's where he didn't go down in his knee. He would crouch down and then Go down in stages back. almost, like, all right, or like explode back after. Explode back. Um, Chris says the Judas effect is one I like at the moment it can look brutal when done well always a fan of submission moves and uh, the figure four sharpshooter and a cross face by someone who can't be named looks awesome a cross face is a great finisher isn't it? problem with the Judas effect is he fucking uses his elbow earlier in the match it mm. just doesn't make sense I know but I uh, I have to give a shout out as well for Kurt Angle's uh, ankle lock as well I was always a fan mm. of the ankle lock Keith says it really shouldn't have been classed as a finisher because it was just an elbow but I think the people's elbow is the best yeah it wasn't it yeah okay. it was just an and it was a rib one at the start when it was so. some cage match that he'd done and uh, yep Aye. It's just a signature move that I'm going to call a finisher. Come on now. Mark says the DDT. As any 90s kid who was DDT'd on at concrete will confirm. Also, I remember the DDT as well at wrestling training. We were always telling not to DDTs because... They're dangerous. Because if MD didn't know what they were doing, they would just DDT. That's what everybody... Everybody said they did if all they training match, DDT. Right. Chris Aye. said Stone Cold stunner every time. Looks devastating. Gets a massive pop. Stone Cold was dying of death before he debuted that move at King of the Ring. Special mention to the DDT sharpshooter and the perfect plex. Jonathan says he loves the Canadian Destroyer. I don't like the Canadian Destroyer. Understandably, doesn't he see it a lot? Shout out to the worm as well. Come on, no. Bruised my knees too many times practicing it, though. Maybe I shouldn't have tried it after a few pints. Jonathan, you're <laughs> rascal. Canadian says, Destroyer, the arse has been ripped out the Canadian Destroyer uh, where everybody did me bits. But it was probably one of the best nights of my life when I did it, when I done it to somebody. I'm not afraid. you a Canadian Destroyer, Grado? I even not seen that. Was that against you? It wasn't against Drew, was it? It was an AIW. It was, uh, who was it? It used to be in WWE as well, the guy I done it to. Why have you not done that since then? If why, I've never seen you ever do that in a ring. Because, in listen, world, I, don't, I don't mean to... I'm more disrespecting Grado at all here, but it's the other guy who does all the work. Yes! 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 Aye, Oku Driver, good shout, good shout. Uh, Alex says the Red Arrow for Neville. Great stuff. Nice to wrestler. Says, loves a classic pile driver, but Kamashi's burning hammer is tops for me. Burning hammer is so good. I didn't want to put it into the list because they're always slagging me off for putting Japanese stuff in. Um, Andy says, Rikishi's stink face. The crowd went mental when he did that. Oh, man. You remember that was another one like, when your father was in the room watching wrestling? I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. Yeah, Who's yeah. some of the, with the cellulite arse and he sticks him in the... Who's that again? Hey, why is he? He sticks his arse in the, the, the other guy's face. It's always about your beam, isn't it? Neil... Here we go, Neil is making a, uh, trying to get listener of the week. And by the way, Sha, like, was in a six-man, I always remember, we uh, we worked with Rikishi, and uh, obviously I was teaming Rikishi, and he was like, who's taking a stink face? Sha, me, me, I'm taking that. <laughs> and he said, it was fucking stinking. He says his ass was rotten. <laughs> so, uh, I, Neil um, is a... It says, always love seeing a big guy breaking somebody into a classic powerbomb. 
Mike Awesome has been getting some very well-deserved mentions recently and has wow. was one of the best. It's also a great yeah. practice on the kids. Just make sure there's a soft landing nearby. We have really been giving Mike Awesome some love, haven't we, on this show? Mate, uh, Ali says, Stunner RKO the diamond cutter. Can all be done dead fast at any time. No big setup. Special mention to the Kurgan face cloth thing. Terrified me as a wee guy. Um, and Karate Warrior 2 says, DDP's diamond cutter back in WCW was awesome. Throw in Perry Sarton's Death Valley driver as well. Yeah. That was a good finish. Love that, actually. Um, what finisher did you Grado hate or love taking the most like what, what finisher do you hate taking no I love would I hate taking um, let me th- let me think what I, what, first of all what I really like taking is I love taking a super kick because I love doing my fucking my kind of timber I love doing that bump um, I first started doing it with of all people Ryback gave me a super kick and it was a fucking peach and uh, this, I, 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 the way I sold it, I loved it. So I've always kind of added that in it. So anytime somebody wants to super kick me, I'm always up for it. You know, ever seen that John Norman drive back super kick me? Now? Yeah, I'll need to send you that. I know. I didn't even realise you worked drive right uh, back. And what do you hate taking? What do you hate taking? Right back, mother will. Oh, do you know what's actually quite annoying to take sometimes is the. Oh, Gredo, this is a difficult question for Gredo because Gredo, Gredo doesn't take finishers. Gredo goes over. <laughs> Correct. Gredo goes over. Gredo doesn't bump. So if there's anything where I go, oh, you've just gone in the back of your mind, like, oh no, I need to take this. I need to take this. I don't think there's much. There's a few folks. I mean, there's some folks that just will not take German suplexes. They're like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Whereas I like taking it. I love taking yep. big moves. I'm, I'm, I there's folk that just don't want to do it. Um, but I'm trying. What? Where is it a move that folk? Mm, no. What about like some from the top rope? Gray? You see when someone goes up to that top rope and you see you're lying on the floor and you see looking up and they're going to do like a shooting star press or something. Like that on you. Yes. You must be shitting yourself. Nah, most folk are usually safe. Most folk are usually safe. I wouldn't have any. You, I mean, I wouldn't t- take it off somebody that I didn't trust or knew that had fucked up. Most of the times I've been lucky enough to be in there with folk. You know, I'm not going to take it f- for a guy doing in fucking uh, Devon that's fucking 40 staying and I've never seen him wrestle before. You know, it'll be a matter of, you get anything else? Do you get anything else? I really want to do it. No, if you get anything else? Yeah. Beautiful, I love hearing that shit. Right, you know, you want wrestling daft merch, you've got it. You know, a wrestling daft t-shirt, hoodie, phone cover, trucker cap, one of your range of Grado-inspired bum bags at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. On there you'll find designs such as Alexa, who is Graham Steveley, I'm a Mark, crud, chips, cheese and donor meat and I'm a wrestler day. And you can even get a face mask to wear at the shops as we continue through this terrible pandemic. So check out our range at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft and be in the groovy gang with us and check out the links on our Facebook page or Twitter at wrestling daft. Now before we come to the end of the show we need to jump into the wrestling daft Lorian and set the time circuits to a date in the past as we watch a classic wrestling match. This week Grado chose Johnny Storm versus Jody Fleisch for CZW Best of the Best 2 in 2002 and I am so sorry Grado I haven't watched it yet what? I promise I will I promise I'm going to watch it but I haven't I didn't get a chance to see it have but you ever seen it before? I, no I haven't seen it before I watched it, I watched it Grado I watched right okay John I, I, I thought like you can, you can see like in 2002 that is an absolute incredible incredible match but it's just like this is where, you know, and it is, it's like you're going back to talk about storytelling and all that. See, a, a, like, seeing that the first time, it's amazing, but it is just a standard NXT match now, isn't it? It's it mental, is, I know. It is just a standard, but it's, imagine that, Eric, having that kind of NXT kind of 
kick out let us do that at that time is is unbelievable and it, it is absolutely you can see imagine seeing a match like that for the first time going fucking hell yep. I've got a question for you Grado on it though how much do, do they think they went obviously they, they didn't call out on the fly but how do you think they actually stood and like practiced that whole match through I would think right so Johnny and Joe they probably at that point had already worked each other, each other about a hundred times oh Rab you alright Rab's oh, going uh, Sorry, carry on, boys. It's I, just my internet. I don't know. Oh, right. Keep talking. Keep talking. I, I, so, Johnny and Jody, I think at that point, probably had wrestled each other well over 100 times at that point. And they, be, I would, I mean, I wouldn't put the, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't know this for sure, but I would imagine that the two of them were training together and probably working with each other Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, wrestling each other on a Saturday and just creating spots and adding stuff to it and adding stuff to it to the point where they go, let's stay that spot, let's stay that spot. They might call it something, they might get a wee nickname and they'll probably just play into the point where they've got that much that when they're in there, they can give each other the egg and go, right, it's time to do that, it's time to do right. that. Right, I know we're going to do that there. You know, if somebody sells to the, to, to one corner, oh, I know what's coming next, we're going to get in this wee spot. Just to kind of set each other up. Right. So, you, I mean, you don't think they would have rehearsed that whole thing then? It would have just been... No, no rehearse, no. No, absolutely no rehearse, no. They would just... They would have been backstage and they maybe try stuff, right? Let's see how that works, right? Add that in and they'll just go to it. Never... I would say they would probably put it in, have an idea how they're going to start and then no even have a middle or just a little bit would be called, right? Let's do that, let's do this and then they'll get into their... Probably then they probably remember exactly their their, their falsies or their falsies or their or their false finishes. They've probably got that up their sleeve ready to go. But they they I mean the, the reason I'm saying that is they had so many matches, but although it was different as well, because he came up to Kelly. I remember the first time I seen him Kelly, and it was nothing like what they'd done in Best of the Best, but it was still amazing. I'm already pad for for you here, Gregor, because Rab's dropped internet has dropped out. But I've got a question for you because this is this is really su- another surprising thing for me that you like to match like because I know how much you're into your storytelling and all that sort of stuff that a match like that should have grabbed you. Aye, no, right. So that's a good question because up to that point I had seen nineties WWF. Really, that's all I had been exposed to, and then you see that and you go, "Wow, right, that's cool." And then I was obsessed with that for a good four or five years. That was my thing. Like Ring of Honor came out and I loved that fast-paced stuff. Loved it. And then as I got older and I went back to watch the old stuff, I got fed up at watching the disco dance and stuff and loved Mary, the sort of storytelling, slowing the facials, the selling, the how how crisp the punches are. It's Mary Day way as you... Because really... When before I started training, but even when I did start training in the early years, it was still just watching wrestling and no, no really taking it in. It was just watching it and being amazed. Whereas time went on, when you're watching matches, you notice just wee things and you take wee things from like how they sell, fucking taking a punch and selling to the ropes and using the ropes to get up. And that's what I was more into. And you can get mere experience and mere ideas watching the old stuff, but it's slowed down more than what you can get, especially for my style. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to be doing what they do. Do you know what I mean? But I can maybe get stuff off Dusty Rhodes 80s and how he, how he watched a match back then. So I suppose I just got fed up with watching that. And I, I felt as if once you've seen that, you've seen them all. That type of idea. Aye. Because well, I mean, that, I mean as, much as, as much as like, um, I mean, I remember when Osprey and Ricochet came out, I remember sitting there watching Cancun and I really had to turn it off after five minutes. It's no because I don't, it's no because 
oh, I don't like that shit. It's just because I've, I've seen all that and wow, it's magical. But I'd much rather have a slow, steady, no slow as such, but maybe exciting, hard-hitting drama rather than... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what you get next. You know, Rats has had a message in from Raps uh, who's basically just said his Wi-Fi's died, so can we wrap up the show without him? So um, we'll go to some of the listeners. Uh, Paul... Uh, watched the match uh, it says been seeing these for two, two for years and totally forgot Johnny Storm had hair that's a shout uh, crowd were going mental back when I first seen this on the uh, wrestling channel years back I'd never seen anything like it totally groundbreaking that 7.20 debut finish was a thing of beauty five star match yep I definitely agree for it at its time it was something else and it, as I say it did inspire a lot of the Yanks to um, follow that sort of Sort of style. You've worked, um, you've worked, you've worked with, um, with them before, Grado. Who was the kind of people that approached them and sort of said, "Well, this, you know, you guys laid out the blueprint for me." Oh man, I've had loads of people that have that they say. Even if you, you see, you hear interviews, or it's me specifically, if guys come over for America, a lot of them saying, "Oh, Johnny and Jody, you was," and it is, it's amazing. I can't pick pinpoint exactly who has done it, but I have seen guys where I think to myself, even guys that have been in WWE. And they're maybe coming out for a show. Like, for example, somebody like a... I don't know, who, who can I say? Who's, um, like... Somebody like a... Uh, Trent Beretta. Somebody like him, I can imagine him walking up to Johnny and Jody and going, wow, it's a pleasure to meet you. Because that stuff happened all the time. The amount of, the amount of guys that were... Um, they gave them excitement and how they were going to... How, how they how they structured the match. They got a lot of it for Johnny and Jody, definitely, yeah. without, without a doubt. Definitely. Um, so, and it's uh, funny as well, like I always remember as well, because if you watch the early Chris Hero stuff as well, what he used to do in, this, in Cabana as well, they would watch like the, the, the old world of sports style. They um, they really got that kind of sort of... Really? Wrestling style. Oh, I, he, Chris Hero had like fucking something like 60 hours of British wrestling, old school British wrestling, all the, all the um, Johnny Saint matches, um uh, who else? Fucking I can't. Daniel Bryan was really influenced by it always. But did he come over? Most, he worked over the holiday camps, didn't he? Daniel mm-hmm. Bryan at one point, didn't he? Aye, because he knew about Dixon. It was somebody over there that probably told him go out there and what the circuits with this with, with with Dixon and and do the because you've got guys that worked for All Star at the time. Um, James Mason, who is a fucking great wrestler, who is now training the folk at NXT UK. UK. He wow. was he was he was working on the. And guys like Dean Allmark as well, um, who who work the camps and they get that experience of working the British style. So there's so many. That's why Hero done it as well. Cabana done it as well. They came over in the early 2000s to to do the British style. It was totally heavily influenced by the other world of sports stuff. Oh, brilliant! That's right. Uh, so Rab's internet has dropped off, and he was going to be picking this week though. But um, have you got something you want to pick out again? Well, do you know what? See how you were telling me, I was explaining how that's what I was obsessed with for a good couple of years, that kind of Johnny versus Jody style of wrestling. And then I kind of seen another match where I went, wow, this is cool, this is different. And it was Ring of Honor in 2005 when Ring of Honor flew Kenta Kabashi to New York. I'm sure it was New York. I'm sure it was in the Manhattan Ballroom. I could be wrong. It might, in fact, it might not be. I will double check. But Samoa Joe versus Kenta Kabashi Ring of Honor in 2005. Uh, I'm sure Dave Meltzer gave it five stars. And really, 
this this was one of my favourite matches of the 2000s. I mean, there are better Kenta Kabashi matches out there, I'm sure that Rab would definitely agree. But the atmosphere, because you know, you're used to seeing Kabashi and uh, the Japanese set up scenario with the fans, but the, the atmosphere here, you've got the indie afternoon Yank fans, and I'm telling you, they beat the absolute shit out of one another, the chops, the slaps. Um, so I, I, it really was cool to see a Japanese guy go all out on a, an American show. Definitely worth your five stars. So I would I would advise you to watch that next week. So that's it for the show. Um, minus Rab, I've had to pick up the duties of presenting. Um, Great, we need to pick up listener of the week. Who's getting the strap this week? Oh, uh, listener of the week for me is Scottish Wrestling Network. I'm sure it was for coming yeah. up with Total Non-Stop Aviation. For, yeah. I might actually call that... I mean, my... My uh, Twitch channel is currently Captain Gredo, I'm at, but I might put in brackets Total Non-Stop Aviation, I and love that. Talking about Twitch, are you up and running with Twitch so you can, we can point all the listeners out so they can join you in your flight? Should, should be up. I've got I've got a lot of work to do this weekend. I've got to learn a Rabbi Burns poem for, for uh, Monday, which I'm in the middle of the day, but look out for it, Captain Gredo on Twitch. Start liking me or following me, whatever, it's bare bones. I should be up there, even because you can go on Twitch just to talk to punters, can't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aye, so look, look out for it. There we go, there we go. So look out for that. So well done, Scottish Wrestling Network, friends of the show. They win Listener of the Week. And um, Thank you very much for listening to Wrestling Daft. Uh, remember to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple because the more you rate and review and subscribe, the higher we get up the charts so we can aim for oh, number 12. And a shout out to the Rumble Pack, the Rumble Pack reviews on Twitch. I totally forget to the, the guys on the show who were I come on the other night to um, speak on their show so the Rumble Pack reviews on Twitch got to give them a shout I kind of done a run-in of my own on their show because they were reviewing my TNA career and I thought <laughs> well I'm going to sign up and join them they all, all shot themselves when I joined the room that like, is oh, funny, that but it was, it was, it was funny man how are you doing because at first they were going his name, username's Captain Grado and they were like oh, this username's only been made the other day they were like nah this is just this is somebody's somebody's at it but nah I was like I tweeted them going it's me I'm Captain Grado so they let me on their channel it was funny so shout out to them brilliant brilliant well, you can go and catch that I'm sure on Twitch right now uh, remember we go twice a week now we're wrestling daft you'll get uh, Grado and Rab the main event the headliners on the Friday and you'll get us marks on the Tuesday more of the kind of you know superstars kind of program uh, so you can get that uh, we've got bonus episodes dropping really soon Grado's going to be doing the shoot review uh, interview with Rab which I'm really looking forward to doing that'll be funny uh, and we're doing our first Dafty Awards me Alex and Gary will be doing the first Dafty Awards this weekend hopefully get that dropped uh, out onto all the channels this weekend um, so thanks very much for listening remember get on Patreon see the video version see Grado's you can see the belt if you go on Patreon. You can see what's what's that belt behind you, Grado? As the PWE World Heavyweight Champion, but I think once Adrian died, we decided to call it like the Scottish Wrestling Championship in his honour. So I'm go. the current title holder. We'll see. I, will, I want to defend it, defend it in his honour. But you'll be able to see my room. I've got my wee Grado doll, which are. I mean, I've, I've had them since the start of the pandemic. I don't feel like right taking off vlog merch during the pandemic, but I will eventually get ready to sell them. There you go. There you go. So that'll be coming soon. So get on board. You can see all that up patreoncom forward slash wrestling daft. Check out the video version and get a t-shirt as well. Shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Well, I've seen I've not got a catchphrase, so you're going to have to do Rab's and yours. 
No, why don't you take Rab's place? Come on, do the 11 part. No, is it 11? No, where's uh, he? He's uh, up the road. He, go, he goes, he, I say, it's your cell, and you, and you go, Oh, up the road. Up the road, 11. 11. It's your cell up the road. <laughs> oh, dear. 